Guys, I am here today to tell you to take a break. Life is hard and you deserve to rest. That's why I made a donation this week to the NAP Ministry. As their website says, the NAP Ministry was founded in 2016 by Trisha Hearsey and is an organization that examines the liberating power of NAPs. Their Rest is Resistance framework and practice engages with the power of performance art, site-specific installations, and community organizing to install sacred and safe spaces for the community to rest together. They facilitate immersive workshops and curate performance art that examines rest as a radical tool for community healing. They believe rest is a form of resistance and name sleep deprivation as a racial and social justice issue. So go ahead. Treat yourself to a nap. We'll be here when you wake up. Previously on Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials. I was going to say, there. yeah, there's no influence from Come As You Are. If you've read that book, it teaches you about your cycle as a woman. Is it spelled? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> actually, wait, I don't know. I don't know if it is. Ari, it is, it, it is absolutely spelled C-O-M-E. There, there is a book that has C-U-M as you are in the title, and I'm going to read. It's on, it's on Kindle. Uh, it's, the full title is called Easy Orgasm Guide for Women. Come as you are, and you don't need a dick. <laughs> yes. Masturbation is a healthy thing, ladies. I'm like, Harry, fuck you. Literally, fuck off, Harry. Like, ugh. And when Harry is roused, he's like, I heard, I heard James. And Lupin kind of like stiffens and is like, oh. Hot, hot, very hot. Yes, Lupin stiffens. Yes. No. Lupin, Lupin reacts a little bit more when Harry reveals that it's James. And Harry's like, oh, did you, did you know my daddy? And <laughs> happy Father's Day, by the way. Happy Father's yeah. Day. <laughs> but it was just like, I woke up and I was like, I don't know what the fuck has happened to me. Something came inside of me last night. Some yeah. type of poltergeist. Adam. Some evil spirit. <laughs> I can't Inhabited even talk my to body you. last night. I can't even fucking speak to you. Come as Come you as are, you Ellie. Are. <laughs> Welcome to Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series. Hello. Hi. Hey. <coughs> please, yeah, please cut that. We're going to keep it all in, baby. No cuts this up. No, no. Cuts. No cuts. No cuts. The whole episode. Did I haven't? I haven't. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to cut this. I haven't watched the. <laughs> did you just hear what I said? I haven't watched. I the, said no cuts. I haven't watched the book club that I did with RJ. So I don't know when he was like, "I'm not gonna do any edits." I was like, "Oh man." Oh, I don't know. I haven't I'm not watched. Did you any edits for any episode? I I don't know. He was just like, uh, "No." He basically said the same thing. He was like, "No cuts." So. I'm sure he did, 
but I don't know. I haven't watched. I'm going to watch no it after this. Cuts. Chapter 13, Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. No cuts. Okay, no cuts starting now. I'm going to be perfect. Take no, one. No, leave in, leave in my ASMR. Well, That's yeah, leave that. Leave it in. That's Thank what I was you. planning on doing. Thank you, because I have a migraine, so I appreciate you. Okay. Allie, what happens in this chapter? Harry, please quit it. Again. For and, the third fucking time. And Sirius Black breaks in. I have more more uh, things to say about Quidditch. I apologize in advance. I I, I have more things to say about Hermione. Oh, oh yes, tr- and also that. Hermione. Um, and I just also listeners, you're gonna you're really gonna want to look at our previously on for for when it's up on YouTube.com at the Ampliverse because I look incredibly dewy. I look absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> You would not believe how beautiful I look. Okay. So funny. Now you both, actually, no, you both look very nice, and I feel like absolute shit. So, of course, the day that you guys look beautiful is when I'm, like, dying. You're wearing a gorgeous shirt that I bought for you. I am wearing a t-shirt <laughs> Allie bought for me. <laughs> That's about it. You've got your red hair on fleek. Oh, thank you. Girl, mm. on fleek. Is what it, year is what it? What is she supposed to say? Is it Not en- on fleek? It's is it 2021. Is it Give her fleek? another option then if like, you're going to criticize end her. And <laughs> fleek, end point? Like in ballet? Did I say it wrong? On point? <laughs> okay, no cuts. Um, so <laughs> th- this chapter starts out very dramatically. And I had to remind myself that it, it like for a 13-year-old, it was probably very dramatic. But the first sentence of the chapter is, it looked like the end of Ron and Hermione's friendship. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm sorry to interrupt you already. But I'm just remembering. It's only okay for me to talk about this because it, it, it was emotional at the time. When we did Isma in seventh grade or or eighth grade where we did the silver swan was that seventh grade uh uh, it was when it was when we had um it was either seventh or eighth i think it was seventh because that i think it was seventh because i was always a soprano yeah i I became i was yeah you were soprano too um in seventh grade my dog kaylee passed away and then we had like Isma the next day and we sang Silver Swan, which is just a song about a swan dying. Yeah. And I remember go- being so dramatic about it, like because obviously everyone knew in the choir and I just like made the whole day about the fact that my dog died, which I was very sad and loved my yeah. dog. And I loved that dog, but it was just I didn't need to do that. So. To this, to your point, this is very dramatic. <laughs> uh, and listeners, you can hear a rendition of the Silver Swan if you go to <laughs> YouTube.com. Yeah, what? Yeah, what previously on is that? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember, but it's up to you to find it, listeners. Yeah, yeah, good. Watch luck. every single one. Watch them all. It actually might be from book two, so you might have to. I think it is book two. Yeah. Oh really? Um. Yep. Yeah. Why are you upset by that? <laughs> Because it's not on the Ampliverse. Because it's not on the Ampliverse. Oh. It's on, yeah. 
Because I oh, haven't decided keep... if I want to move them over. Oh. I mean, if you just put, like, Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, it might s- still show up. Yeah, I no? mean, it's still there. I just, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know if I want to move them over because it's, like, half the book. We didn't do right. uh, previously on for the whole book, so. Right. It's kind and of, then like, they'd incomplete. Be, they'd be out of order, which drives yeah. me insane when that mm-hmm. happens. Um... So Ron is absolutely beside himself because he's like, Hermione did not take good enough care of her cat. He, she didn't keep him away. And Hermione's like, um, you're just prejudiced because Crookshanks jumped on your head. And I was like, I mean, to be, that's a fair reason for him. to. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, you know, that's right. That's he has every right to not like if a cat jumped on my head when I first met it, I would probably not feel very nice towards it either. Um, and then, and then Harry, who's so fucking rude, it goes to Hermione and is like, look at the evidence is clear. Crookshanks absolutely ate scabbers. And I was like, dude, be a little bit more sensitive. Okay. You don't have to be this way. And poor Hermione is like, beside herself and already like, so overwhelmed yes and is like okay cool side with ron i knew you would anyways and it's like harry come on he t- <sighs> okay so yeah. not only did she say it she said it shrilly uh yes and hermione said this very shrilly because she's a woman you know she's probably on her period <laughs> if you know what i'm saying shrill shrill voices of the world unite yeah. Oh my God. As a person with a shrill voice. She said shrilly. Let's make a doc. Let's make a, a documentary film called She Said Shrilly. Mm-hmm. I would have been more okay if she if she had been like she said defensively. Like I would have been like, yeah. Anything that makes sense. but shrilly. Yeah. yeah. Like literally any other descriptive word, please. Yeah. <laughs> um the whole bi- the whole English lexicon and the only thing. She- <laughs> Um, big yikes with uh, how Fred and George decide to, to comfort Ron. Oh, I Was anyone it. else like? <laughs> oh, how they were like. They were like, oh, you were always saying how much you hated him anyway. <laughs> I mean, he was. I was like, he was. No, he was. I know, but I'm just like, guys, it's, come on. But, is this the best but, time? But to Ari's point, he also carried him around in his pocket <laughs> to class, so. It's what else like, was he gonna yeah like yeah he didn't really have any options of what he could be doing other than sleeping there's an owlery but there's no rattlery you know what i mean the owlery can you imagine if it was like oh there's no rat area so just go hang out with the owls <laughs> it's they would eat him like, the, yeah I the know. owl would eat him yeah he's just like what i don't know ron maybe don't have a rat as a pet is all i'm saying um, a lot, a lot of problems would be solved if Ron did not have yeah. this pet rat. Right. <laughs> so um, Harry's like, well, I can't do anything to cheer up Hermione because she's a woman and her emotions are irrational. <laughs> but, but I can't. And, up- and Ron's right. Yeah, and so. Ron's right. But I, I can cheer up Ron by letting him fly my broom. So he can come to Quidditch practice with me. So they go to Quidditch practice. And what I didn't understand, so they say that, like, Madam Hooch takes the. <laughs> I just coughed into my hand. Oh, okay. I didn't see it. 
Hold for hand sanitizer. I didn't corona. Hold for hand sanitizer. No, Corona's Delta. Delta variant. My Corona. So he. Delta variant. Uh, what I didn't understand is so Madam Hooch is at a practice to watch Harry and she like takes the broom and is going on this like tangent about it. And I was like, but she's seen the broom before because it was her and Flitwick that stripped the broom down. Thank so why you. is she. It, it made no sense to me. Um, so you guys, this is how Harry practices. Oh yeah, we find out. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you said oh, yeah, you yeah. said you know like how what does how he do at practice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It tells us right here. What they, do you they think? Let the snitch go. He scares his teammates. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> makes Alicia scream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which like. Why? I would scream too if I saw Harry Potter flying at me. (laughs) (laughs) Khaleesi was like, yeah, sorry, Khaleesi. He just turns sharply and she's like, oh my God. (laughs) No, I just want to say this. We're 10 minutes in and the loudest person of the three of us right now is Ari. She was the one who was like, everyone needs to be quiet because I have a headache. No, I wasn't. I wasn't actually asking everyone to be quiet. I have my volume <laughs> turned down. I mean, I can't. What about? What am I going to do? I'm not going to be like, I don't want to record because this is the only thing that brings me joy. So this and BTS. <laughs> yeah. This is all I have um, left. Yeah. All I have left is this and BTS. Um, What do you think Madam Hooch and Ron talked about? The fireball. <laughs> it's just the two of them. I just think I'm like watching being Ron and like watching everyone walk away. And then it's just like, so um, well, where's your family from? Like what, where did it, what they talk about? They couldn't have talked about too much because she falls asleep. Oh, okay. Right. She <laughs> well, Ron asleep. is that boring. He's not a very good conversationalist. <laughs> it yeah. just, it is fully wild to me that this woman is like, a full professor and she's just essentially a referee. Like she's a, no, she's a yeah. madam. She's not a professor. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. So she's not tenured. Wait, <laughs> so then what? She's a, a adjunct. She's a lecturer, you know? Does like she, she's not a professor, mm-hmm. she's a lecturer. Mm-hmm. Does she even live in the castle? She lives in the broom shed. <laughs> right. Right, right. Of course. Um, I honestly don't know. I don't know. Was, I I liked her little like monologue about. She was like, I what did she learn to? She learned to ro- ride on a silver comet silver or something. Arrow. Like that. Silver arrow. Yeah. Silver yeah. arrow. And I was like, oh, that's cute. A a werewolf. <laughs> silver arrow. <gasps> Whoa. Oh. Silver. It's silver bullet. But okay. Silver bullet. They wouldn't have <laughs> bullets. They they silver don't arrow. have guns in the Harry Potter world. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. I do want to note, too, that this is, like, such a boy sentence. It was the best practice ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I just God, really don't. I mean, none, none of We'll all agree, right? None of us are really a sports person. Allie, I know you like hockey or at one point enjoyed hockey. Yeah. We've all I'll, gone to a Notre Dame game or, like, a homecoming football game or whatever. Like, none mm-hmm. of us continued to indulge in sports after that. Pretty much. You know, you know what I have to say is that I think ju- uh, broad strokes, I think sports are stupid, but the Olympics, 
Oh, I love the Olympics. That's the good shit. Yeah, agree. That is the good. That's the only time when I'm like, I understand why people find sports moments heartwarming because I'm like, this is the triumph of the human spirit. Right. Yes. And we right. all love Remember the Titans. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, yes. Honestly, that's a great movie. Agreed. It's a perfect film. And you know what? I stand by, I said this earlier this year when I watched that movie. What was it called? The Little Things or whatever. No one can chew gum quite like Denzel Washington. Oh. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That film. Hayden yeah. Panettiere's best work. Yes. You didn't enjoy her in Nashville? You didn't like bring it on Nashville. three? <laughs> yeah, you didn't like bring it on. Bring it on two or three? Oh, no, she wasn't um, in the, two. She was only or in the, three. the, like, uh, Disney Channel original, mo- original movie Tiger, Tiger, <laughs> oh my God, Tiger Cruise it? about Tiger post Cruise? 9-11. <laughs> yes. I don't know that one. It's not good, so. We, so, but basically, <laughs> I just Bill, brought that Bill up. Bill Pullman's in it. Oh. I basically just brought that up to say, like, none of us are sports people. So, like, maybe if you are an actual sports person, whenever they talk about Quidditch, you're like, okay, yeah. But that's. This is what I read for. Yeah, but it's that's not us. We're definitely not that person. I think that's what, before she falls asleep, I bet that's what they talk about is Quidditch. I bet they talk about her, like, her favorite team, and he talks about the Chudley <laughs> Cannons, and then she's yeah. like, aren't they, like, the worst team in the league? And he's like, no, there's. Having a bad season. There was the just management a is terrible. There is a child just meandering outside my window right now. Ari, get your child. Get your baby. No. No. I think he's done. It's not <laughs> mine. <clears throat> um, this whole firebolt situation just seems really unfair. No, I totally agree. I, that, that's why Adam? I don't. That's why I don't like Quidditch. What? One moment. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> yes, I know you don't know, Allie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm as in the dark as you are. <laughs> yeah, it just seems very unfair. I'm like, so. Some people have brooms that are literally like 10 years old. Like this is literally just like if I don't know what would be the equivalent to this. Like if you were going to do like a bike racing situation and like someone has like a brand new top of the line multi-gear bike and then someone has like an old bike from the 50s that doesn't even have like I just am very confused you know what it's by like? this. It's like, do you remember the Disney Channel original movie Gotta Kick It Up? <laughs> yes, I do. And they they all they had were those old cheerleading uniforms and it was like yes. what are what are they gonna Susan do? Susan E with Susan Egan. With Susan Egan and a young America Ferreira. Yes. Yes. And they had to just that's, bedazzle them. That's exactly make what this work. is like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just old cheerleader uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> When everybody else had the really nice ones. You know what? It's like the East Compton Clovers and bring it on. How yeah. many times bring can it I... Bring it on one. Bring it on one. How many times can I mention bring it on in this episode? <laughs> it's just he mentions So far twice. Wood men- specifically mentions how shitty Cho's broom is. And I'm just like, what are we doing? 
Like, you're shaming her? Harry didn't even get this broom himself. Like, you guys are being mean. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, what, is, it what just would goes this be? Back classism? To... Just like. Mm-hmm. It also I don't just like goes it. back to the whole thing that Allie talked about. I don't even remember when, but just like the idea that, like, sports is supposed to be the great equalizer and, like, to yeah. then be like, there are some, there's some equipment that's, like, better than others. It's like, oh. It's like yeah. going it's like going into a math test and one person has just the four function calculator and someone has a graphing calculator. Yes, thank you. That's a perfect analogy. Harry has a graphing calculator. Yes. Cho Chang only has a four function. Yeah. So I just don't And she's a woman. And she's a woman. So that's a <laughs> she's lucky to be on the team at all, really. I mean, let's be honest. And we haven't even talked about the fact that her name is Cho <sighs> Do you want to talk about it when we actually meet her, or do you want to talk about it? Now? Yeah, let's keep. Let's yeah. Let no. We'll, okay. Let's we'll go. Save it for book get four. back to whatever so, we were, whatever su- subject we were on. Do I? I have this question about Cho Chang though. Does Joe describe her as having almond shaped eyes? Because I will not be shocked if she does in book four. I'm asking specifically about book four. I don't remember. I think she only describes her as being very pretty all the time. Mm. Okay. Um, so Harry lets Ron race the firebolt and then they leave to go back into the castle. And when they're going back into the castle, they run into Crookshanks. How is this cat getting around? Is there a cat door at the castle? Just- <laughs> Does the just does gets the, let out the front? How does the, the cat house get, elves are like get out of here? Shoot how me. does how does he get back in the common room? Uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, does 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 Crookshanks have extra abilities because it's half Measle, Yes, Measle. But none of those are like it can apparate on Hogwarts grounds. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I dream of Jeannie, where she like snaps and like mm-hmm. disappears. Um, I don't know. I don't, I just, I don't understand how Crookshanks is so mobile, how he can constantly like be, and like, how would he get into the boys' dormitory if the door is shut? Like what's going on that Ron thinks that the cat was just able to get in? I don't Yeah, don't get a cat if it's just going to be like an outside cat, Hermione. So I kind of agree with Ron. Yeah, but she couldn't have known that it was going to be an outside cat. How is it getting outside? This is what I'm saying. Like, she's letting it go wherever it wants. Because well, how would it get out of the common room? Hermione, or, like, out of her bedroom? Hermione is a single woman taking classes. Raising a child. Raising a child while going to school at the same time. Okay? <laughs> no, no. I mean, so, to be clear, I love Hermione. I'm not trying to, like, give her shit. No, but, like, Ron is right that she – that. Crookshanks shouldn't be allowed to just go anywhere and everywhere. One, because it's dangerous for Crookshanks, but two, like it is her responsibility. I mean, when I we got Muggle when I was in second grade, I mean, my mom was like, "Now having a cat is a big responsibility. You have to remember, you know, you got to do this. You got to make sure he doesn't get outside. Blah 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 blah, like stuff like that." He did still get outside, unfortunately, but you know. 
So I guess what I'm saying is I am Hermione and I let my cat get outside and I regret it. I just This my, is what we call the, what is it when you put your own issues on someone else? Projecting. Yeah, yeah. Projecting. Your projection. I'm too young. I too young to be responsible for the cat at this point. My issue is not necessarily in Crookshanks being an outside cat. It's just how is he getting in and out of the castle and then in and out of the common room and then in and out of the girls' dormitory. That's what I That's what I don't understand about it. Everyone because, like, just takes pity on him and, like, opens yeah, the door Yeah, it's like, oh, him. okay, Crookshanks wants to go. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, so the next morning, they come downstairs. The Quidditch team comes downstairs with the firebolt. There must be so the kids at Hogwarts must be so bored. There must be so little going on that they have time to care about someone's broom. I was trying to think of like times in in high school when we would be like this excited about a single thing happening. And I was like, I don't think that there was ever a time that like because one person did something that we were all like out of our minds about it. Like I can understand. Someone got a new car. That's the only thing I can think of. I, people would be like, oh, cool. I Look don't. Get your new car. I never felt that way. I'm but just maybe. saying that's the closest no, thing yeah, to no, like a no, broomstick. No, I know. Stick. I know. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know. One time. <laughs> when people someone, were wearing their fly Jordans to class. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story about the one time that uh, Brooke Vale and I were walking in the halls, and it was like during class. I don't know why why we weren't in class, but there was there was a, a kid who was being like escorted by a security guard or something, and he was like, "I got J's on my feet and money in my pocket. In my pocket I'm, I'm balling." <laughs> I got J's on my feet and money in my pocket. I'm balling. I remember that. And we were like, sir, you're not balling. Like, we were like, whatever's going on, you are not balling. But okay. Um, so they bring they bring the broom down and um everybody's freaking out about it. And they're like, oh my God, it's a fireball. Everybody wants to come see. And uh, Percy's girlfriend wants to come hold it. And Percy's like, oh, you better win because I made a bet with money I don't have. And then it was funny yeah. to me the, the way that this was written because it just, I understand what she was saying, but says, yes, I'm coming, Penny. And he bustled off to join her in a piece of toast. Just inside a little piece of toast. (laughs) Like toad and hole. Also, what a boring, what a boring relationship that they're just sitting and eating toast together. That's not even exciting food. You can't even be like Well, you know you know what you gotta put on toast. Butter streaming on iTunes. (laughs) I was like, Nutella. Let me Jam. tell you, not Peanut almond butter. butter. Almond butter is so, it's yeah. like, it's nothing. Anything but almond butter. I don't know who whose life, what they were missing when they created almond butter, but it's nothing. What's the one, what's the one that Trader Joe's sells, the other one? Cookie butter. Cookie butter. Oh. Yeah. Um, Malfoy comes to, you know, deliver the insult that he's been working on. Um, and then they, they 
go out um, to play the game and they they stand they they you know are matched up with the Ravenclaw team. How to say you're not a sports person without actually saying you're (laughs) not a sports person. And then they go, uh, I honestly was expecting I'd be like, and they go play the game and then the game's over and then we're at after the game. (laughs) Just trying to blow through it as quick as possible. I do want to try and blow through it as quick as possible. I do appreciate that we finally get Lee Jordan's commentary again, because that's the one thing that I'm like, oh, okay. I like this. And I think what makes it even better is the banter with McGonagall. Like mm-hmm. I yep. think on its own, on its own, it would be fine. But I think what truly elevates it is the back and forth with McGonagall. And yep. also, you have to think like when he's actually doing the like what he's supposed to do, he must be really good at it because otherwise, there's no way she'd let him continue doing this if yeah. he wasn't actually like good at it. Yeah, um, he can do the play by play real well when he mm-hmm. is focused. Mm-hmm. Also, in the audiobook, he says Katie Boyle, and no one caught it. <laughs> every every like, time or just one specific time? One time. I think the That's only time weird. that it's, I'm That's like. funny. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, no one Katie caught Boyle. that. Katie yep. Boyle. Um, <laughs> so they're playing the game of, of Quidditch, and Harry is zooming around on his broom, but Cho Chang has a very. Um, she has strategy, which is to just like cut Harry off and like follow. I don't him like around. this. Yeah, because it's basically like she's not actually a good player. But then don't say that she's a good flyer. I'm like, yeah. you literally are like she was a really good flyer, and then she just followed Harry around. Okay. Oh, I liked it because I I was like, well, if you know that there's no way you're going to be faster than Harry, I like the idea of being like. I'll just, I'll just keep like instead of like trying to do it all by myself. Like I'll just like, I don't know. I I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. It just I I think to me. Sorry. Was... <laughs> no, I'm glad someone liked it. I, just I sure didn't. Just to to me in the way that it was written, it just made it seem like she wasn't she wasn't a good seeker. She was just good at keeping the other seeker from getting this i don't know um i will say too there's a really stupid part that made me so they're you know he's looking for the snitch and they're going they're throwing the quaffle and gryffindor had gotten like eight and then ravenclaw had gotten like three so it was like 80 to 30 and it said um which put gryffindor only 50 points ahead if cho got the snitch before him ravenclaw would win and it's like yeah no fucking shit harry that's how it works even if even if Griff like even if Ravenclaw had scored no points and Cho got the snitch, she would still win. Like unless Gryffindor had 150 plus points on the other team, she would win if she got the snitch. It was such a stupid thing. Why did she write it that way? Why did why that's such a fu- we know how Quidditch works, Joe. You tell us every goddamn book. We know that if she gets the snitch, she gets 150 points, and that's going to win you the game. I Stop doing this. There is a podcast I listen to called uh, Ask Rana with Brian, and in it, listeners will send in questions, and Rana will advise them on what they should do. And there is a letter that they read at the last episode I just read, because they read one in preparation for like the Patreon episode. They call it the cliffhanger letter. And it was so long 
that Rana was like, I have to institute a word count because there's no, we don't need most of these details. It was like a three page email that she had to read to, to answer a question that mostly had nothing to do with what the email. <laughs> and I just, I think Joe sometimes needed a stronger editor who was like, you gotta, you gotta take a red pen to this. You gotta cross some stuff out. Yeah. Where was the editor? <laughs> so, um, more Quidditch is played and uh, Harry, I guess, outsmarts Cho. But in the process of going to get the snitch, uh, it would appear that three Dementors have uh, walked onto the field. He doesn't expect a Patronum and sends a Patronus. Just a trio of Dementors. Mm-hmm. Just, just three. And he gets just the... us, us three. Mm-hmm. And he gets, <laughs> he gets the snitch, and all of the teammates all fly together, and they hit the ground, and they're so happy, and the Gryffindors storm the field. Was it weird to anyone else that he like? is going for the snitch. Cho goes, ooh, and he goes, expecto patronum, and now I'm going to go after the snitch. Was that weird to anyone? What was weird to me was that, like, every other time he had seen the snitch in this game, he had been distracted by something and so then lost the snitch. So for them this time, it, like, worked out. I was like, so the snitch just then was like, I'm actually just going to like fly here for a little bit. I've always, I really like this area. I have a great vantage point of this pitch. I think it's great. I got distracted by the Dementors too. My bad. Oh my God. Are those Dementors? It's so interesting that you read it that way because I've always read it as he's, he's doing the spell as he's flying. Like it's like, I've always read it that he like did it mid flight. But I don't I don't okay. know that it necessarily like it doesn't really give a clear indication one way or the other. That's how I read it, too. But even then, you still have to like I don't think he would just be able to be like here, like here's the something going on and just like blindly throw out an expecto patronum. Well, because doesn't his arm have to be extended? So he's like. One one hand hand on the broom, (laughs) other hand spelling. Yeah, then, other hand spelling. And then mm-hmm. Magic King. Thighs tight on the broom. Yeah, thighs tight. Tight, <laughs> tight on it. thighs. Ripped. Um Kegels. Yeah, Kegel exercises. Yeah, that's part of his conditioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what they didn't tell you. Um <laughs> That's what that's what Madame Hooch was working on with Ron. She was like, You wanna do some Kegels over sitting? She's like, she's like you know, Weasley, at my age, it's important to keep my pelvic floor strong. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have a situation where I just have to sneeze and then I have to go to the bathroom, okay? We can't run into this situation. <laughs> Not while I'm officiating. I take it too seriously. Um, so the the Gryffindors storm onto the field. Everybody's really excited. Hagrid's there. This is only the second time that we've heard of Hagrid being at a Quidditch match. This is something that I've have specifically kept my eye on because I don't think that he actually likes Quidditch, but he is there. So who knows? Um, and then Lupin comes, sneaks up on him and is like, wow, you did the thing that I was teaching you to do. And Harry's like, yeah, I felt great. It didn't seem like they were there at all. And Lupin's like, well, that's because they weren't real. 
And so it's revealed that uh, Marcus Flint, the seventh year seventh or eighth year. year <laughs> or held back. Or yeah. held back. Um, Goyle and Crab and Malfoy have put on disguises to spook Harry and uh, it failed. What was like the the end goal with this? Because even if Harry himself didn't do the Patronus, one of the teachers is going to do something. And I just, I'm like, you're dressing up as Dementors. Like, wh- how do you think people are going to respond to you doing that? I don't know if like when they Maybe. showed up last time, they were just like, go, shoo, shoo. And so they were like, that's all that'll happen. Maybe but, they were working. Maybe they were working with the Ravenclaws, and it was a trick to try to get Cho Chang to win. So they were like, "It was when, Cho. Cho yeah, orchestrated this." Yeah. The so they were end. like, "When we see Harry, conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we see Harry going for the for the snitch, we'll come out to yeah, distract yeah. him enough. It's a cabal. It's a cabal. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we'll distract him enough so that you can get the snitch and win the game. Yeah. <laughs> just, this is my. <laughs> They walk onto I, the field. Look this is up, my cue and walk yeah. away. I believe this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Info wars. I just don't. I'm like Malfoy. Yeah. You were literally just gonna walk onto the field and then walk away. Like Malfoy's pretty intelligent. I'm like, maybe it was really? Marcus Flint's was idea. I didn't understand why there were four of the. Did you get? Four. Yeah, because I, did, it, I was so confused. I understood that Malfoy was on Goyle's shoulders. Which yes. What? But also like. I didn't understand the point of roping Marcus. I I guess I just was like, this seems unclear. I don't know yeah. why it was. It seems, I, it seems like if one, like if, if, if Goyle and Malfoy needed to be together to make it tall enough, then Crab and Flint would have had to do the same thing unless they're both freakishly tall. Right. right. Unless they're like seven feet tall. Even then, like, Malfoy at this point they're 13 years old so they're like except for Marcus Flint who's a giant a 17 or 18 year old yeah <laughs> he's 26. 21 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I just, I just was like uh I don't know that part I was thinking I just thought about it more I was like then I was like well then I read it and I was like oh maybe it's because she needed four of them because they there's a certain amount of how or points that they get taken away but then it was only 50 for the four of them and I was like what? Why is Marcus Flint here? I think it would have been easier to just keep Marcus Flint as a sixth year in book one and then like take him out of this scene because I think this is the only time he's mentioned in this stupid Well, in, book. The, in, in the Quidditch final. Oh, yeah, in the Quidditch yeah, final. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, that means we have another I stupid really match. I know. I know, my friends. I know. There's just some, the, the details, I need more information about that and I just it's, don't yeah, think it's, it's a very a good idea. Thing. Yeah, it's like you obviously were going to get caught. Uh, it's just weird. Um. So then Fred and George are like, party in the Gryffindor Tower! Um. So they, they go and they start, they have a party that's literally all day and into the night. I did think it was incredibly risky for Fred and George to sneak off unless they literally just stole from the Honeyduke cellar. But like the idea of them going on an off weekend to Hogsmeade, I feel like is very risky. Oh, yeah. I assume they stole from the cellar. You, you I mean, they had to have. Yeah. That's what I assume just based on them sense. saying with the help of 
Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. Moody, yeah. Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. I just wasn't sure Can about you the imagine the like beer? the old couple that owns Honeydukes is like, yeah, I don't know what's happening. There's yeah. things going missing again. Todd. At this point, <laughs> they just don't do inventory nights anymore. They're like, we, they're like, we we're gonna ghosts. have to sell the shop. Peeves. Yeah, yeah, it's peeves. Um, so the the party's going on, and and Harry sees Hermione off to the side trying to read, and like, listen, I love you, Hermione, and I feel for you. If it was that important for you to read the book, why are you doing it in the middle of a party? Why wouldn't you do it in your room? Why go wouldn't to, you do it? Go to your room. Go to the library. Library. Go, yeah. go to a study room. You know they have to have study rooms. Yeah. Why are you doing it in the middle of a party, Hermione? Go to the room of requirement. You require a you're study always, area. You're in the library any other day. Yeah. So well, Harry, I think it's also. I do think it's a little bit of like the. Uh, the like pa- the, I don't want to say female passive aggression, but no, say that- it, Adam. You, say you hate women. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal woman here. I will not take it. Um, just that, admit like, it. Yeah, that bullshit women do. Okay, that <laughs> men have never partaken. Women, <laughs> women brains. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? You mean trying to like be a part of the celebration while also doing her work at the same time? No, I think it's the idea that she wants. I think she just wants Ron to like come say, I don't know any. I don't even think she wants him to yeah. apologize. I think she just wants him to say something to her. Yeah. Like she just she's, wants oh, to be the constant reminder. Yeah. She's doing it for attention is what you're saying. No, she's not. You guys both really think that about her? That she's that, studying in the middle of a party. I think she's made a poor choice. I think I I think that I don't to to I I'm not necessarily saying she's doing it for attention, but to, what I'm saying is that if it's really that what important, you just said. no, <laughs> I, no, she was finishing my I sentence. Was, I was she's, I was giving for what oh, Adam was oh. saying. What I what I'm saying is that if it's really that important for her to get this book done, if she has like 400 some pages to read, I don't understand why she's in the middle of a party. That's that's what I'm saying. I was I was taking it more is she's being it's stubbornness because she's like she what didn't even go to the game clearly so she was probably already in there when they all came back and she was like well I'm not gonna leave the no she said she went to the game oh she did yeah oh I totally missed that okay well then yeah because Harry comes over and he's like she's like she's very like haughtily like of course I went to the game I mean she could have been lying but I don't think she would lie about going to the game. Yeah, no, no, I don't think she would have lied either. I just missed that. Um, yeah. I, I just think that she's being stubborn. I don't think she's necessarily there so Ron will talk to her. I don't think that's really where her... I don't think that's where her head is at. I think she's too, like, cray-cray about her school stuff at that point. Yeah. And then Ron says, if Scabbers hadn't just been eaten, and I was like, my God, Ron... Show a little bit of restraint because he says it, he, he says it very loudly and clear. He, he, um, he acts like a woman in this moment and, uh, says something purposely to get Hermione's attention and that Hermione hears it and bursts into tears and is like, I'm gone. And so she leaves and Harry's like, dude, chill, find your chill, man. Um, and <laughs> And so then the party continues on and and it goes on until McGonagall is like, children, go to sleep. 
<laughs> Which is so. I did take issue with McGonagall cup. Yeah, I was a, so confused. There's a, there's a little ring camera in the common right? yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. A, she's got she's the got some way to yeah yeah yeah. Because I I was like I mean they're in their common room like it's not like they're out of bed like students out of bed in yeah, the corridor. We don't know this where... is also the same school that has people go to astronomy class at midnight. So yeah. I I just was like. It's also it's yeah. also a weekend. It's not like they're doing it on a school mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Where are her quarters? Like, are we supposed to believe that her quarters are close to the Gryffindor common room and she could like hear the music or something? Like, I always assumed her quarters would have been connected in her to office? her, yeah, or her classroom. Yeah, I guess I yeah that doesn't necessarily check out, but I just always assumed that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It was so funny to me. And also, like, the, I constantly, ever since uh, five, four, three, four, two, four, when one? Sirius, like, puts his head in the, he, like, talks in to the fire. Gryffindor yeah, yeah, in the yeah. fire. I'm, I'm constantly, like, this fireplace is just connected to the flu network. Mm-hmm. Anyone could just flew right in here. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? <laughs> What are we doing? Could you imagine if McGonagall had f- had flu powdered from her her quarters and whoosh? I'm to bed. Yes, I. That's a dramatic entrance fit for Malfoy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So they <laughs> all. Yeah. Minnie, Minnie does it again. Yeah. So they all go to bed and then they're awoken because Ron screams. Hold on, though. What is this dream? This is weird to me. Oh, yeah. I skimmed it. I was like, this is too abstract. I, yeah. He's talking I was about like, his dad, like, but he doesn't know this about his dad, and no I'm one look has at hinted at this information. Like, yeah. I was, was like, weird. I, I honestly, like, she. she goes a little overboard with his dreams because I'm like, listen, you're writing a children's book. <laughs> I feel like it would have been better if she just did like he dreamed about like playing in a Quidditch match with uh, the bog uh, the bog art was transformed or just like something that was a little bit more normal than this like oh and his father was before him guiding him through the forest in stag form because I'm like we don't know but like also Harry wouldn't know this like I'm gonna I'm going to read I'm going to read the one paragraph of the dream. He had ooh. He had a very strange dream. He was walking through a forest, his firebolt over his shoulder, following something silvery white. <laughs> Ellie's dead. It was winding its way through the trees ahead and he could only catch glimpses of it between the leaves. Anxious to catch up with Too it, much. he sped up, but as he moved faster, so did his quarry. Harry broke into a run, and ahead he heard hooves gathering speed. Now what? he was running flat out, and ahead he could hear galloping. Then right. he turned a corner into a clearing, and... Wait, no! Wait, 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 wait. And ahead he heard hooves gathering speed. Now he was running flat out, and ahead he could hear galloping. Then he turned a corner into a clearing, and... You know what? That's actually how I wake up. 
<laughs> I was gonna, I Allie was gonna make that. That's joke. how I, yeah, that's how and I went. Allie up. arose, and she was risen. Um, I want to talk about this for a second because I don't think that this seems very on brand for serious to have a plan this stupid. Because the idea is that he that that he has come to kill uh, Pettigrew, right? He's come in the middle Pet of the night. Pet it grew. Pet I grew. Um, that's so. That's so. That's the thing here is that he has come into their room at night to get uh, the rat. Mm-hmm. But if he was smart enough to have come in on Halloween to try to break into the common room on Halloween, you would think that he would be smart enough to not come into the common or into the dormitories when they were sleeping. Yeah, it just seems like. Sirius is better than that. I don't. I don't love that she has him do this. Um, but whatever. So so everybody wakes up and because um, they're like they're well they're like Ron, what was it? And he was like, it was Sirius Black with a knife. Um, and so they all like walk into the common room and everybody's coming down. And I really love Fred coming out and being like, excellent. Are we carrying on? He was let's, just waiting for somebody to do it. Yeah, like let's keep the good times rolling. I'm I'm down for it. Um, Which one dies? Fred. Okay. The fun one. Um. <laughs> the fun one. Um. So the one who doesn't get his ear burned off. Yeah. Um. So everybody's coming out and trying to figure out what's going on. Percy comes up to Ron, and is like, Ron, what are you? What are you doing? And Ron's like, I'm so serious, black. And he's like, you had a bad dream. And Ron's like, no, the fuck I didn't. And McGonagall somehow knows that they've all awoken and have gathered in the common room again. And is like, Ring no, camera. no, really. I thought I told you to go to bed. And Ron Whatever like, little spell or charm that Umbridge has in her office that like allows mm-hmm. her to see that McGonagall has something like that in the common mm-hmm. room. Yeah. Um, or she's now. using, or she's using one of Sybil's crystal balls. Definitely not that. <laughs> They've bonded. <laughs> no. Okay. Now I want to talk about this because so Ron is like, it was serious black, and she's like, how could he have gotten in? And they're like, go ask that twit that's guarding the portrait hole. So she goes to ask Sir Cadagan, and here's here's what I have. I I just take great umbrage with this because. Oh. Yeah, I fucking said it because, listen, you sat down and you gave Neville the passwords. You looked him in the eye. You said, you're Neville Longbottom. I'm giving you the passwords. I know you're in Gryffindor. (sighs) Okay. But then when he comes and he doesn't have the sheet, he's like, well, I can't let you in because you don't have the password. And yet Sirius Black comes and he's like very clearly not a Gryffindor, but just because he has the password, you're letting him in. That's the worst security I've ever heard, Sir Cadagan. No. You like, I don't know how you have a, a fucking foot to stand on. Take off your uh, knight of your ar- suit of armor. Take it off. I'm taking your 
your pony away. I'm confiscating your sword. You lo- you lose your sir privileges because what you've done is so moronic. It's absolutely outrageous that this is a person that you know doesn't live in Gryffindor Tower. And you also know that one of the members of Gryffindor Tower has lost the passwords. So very clearly, put fucking two and two together. This person has found the passwords and is now trying to intrude upon the the common room. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it, I, it's honestly made even worse to me that then Neville is blamed for it. Like, I get that he that he like misplaced it or whatever. I, I think it ended up being Crookshank stole it from him. I think is what ended yeah, up Crookshank being revealed. Is that Crookshank? But it just it makes me so mad that Neville gets blamed for it when it's like it's fucking Sir Cadagan for creating this environment that Neville would have had to have the passwords written down in the first place, and then for letting Sirius Black and in the second place i honest to god i feel so bad for neville in this moment because it's not his fault what happened i mean we find out what happens to him in the next chapter he gets in trouble i'm assuming Uh, yeah no he's he can't no one can tell him the password so he has to just wait outside the common room until someone else comes and and gran sends him a howler yep neville terrible yeah it's it's not it's not great. Um, it's another one of those things where it's like the the magical world doing the thing of being like, but we these are our traditions. We can't we can't change our traditions. Gryffindors have always used a password to get into the common room. Yeah, well, girl, RFID cards exist now, so get a key fob <laughs> and call it a day. Yeah, Give a everybody fob. a key. Get a key fob. You're telling me that they're not using iris recognition at the Gryffindor Tower? That's what I'm saying. Fingerprint scan, biometric screening. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't understand how Gryffindor Tower <laughs> has to... Ha- also, they don't even match in like the difficulty of getting into the four common rooms. If they were all four password-based, then it would be like, well, that makes sense. As we have discussed on this very podcast, one has not changed since the inception of Hogwarts. Helga. Helga. Guys. I also don't like how they like gaslight Ron right away. I'm like, it, does this seem like normal Ron-like behavior, you guys? They're like, oh, no, don't be ridiculous. Ron, it's not like Sirius Black was spotted in this very castle already. What are you talking about? I have to be honest with you. I don't know if I would believe Ron. I'm, well, I'm just, you are a terrible person. I'm being 100% <laughs> upfront with you. If he said that, I think that I would probably be skeptical. But after Sirius Black was actually in the, in the castle. Like he's yeah. already been in the castle. At Gryffindor Tower, trying to get in. Yeah, I don't know. Whenever, whenever think, bad like, things, I think my thing is whenever bad things happen, I think that my instinct is try to, to be find like, another is to be like that. They have they have four post beds with canopies around, so they can have privacy in order to jerk off, don't they? Yeah, that's why they have. Yeah, that's why they have the drapes. That's the only reason why. There's no other reason. <laughs> the throes <laughs> of puberty. That's the reason. But also, thank you for bringing up the four poster beds, though, because his he Ron makes the point of my curtains are were slashed. Like, look at my curtains. 
Yeah. That's fair. If it hadn't been for the curtains, I would have been like. <laughs> Tried to find Surging. any other explanations. Uh, explanation. You do do that with your apartment and your ghosts. Yeah. So that's it. That's the chapter. Next week, we'll be reading chapter 14 called Snape's Grudge. This is the only oh, one God. I'm okay with, FYI. What? The only chapter? No, the ASMR. The oh, ASMR. okay. We had no review. <clears throat> you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that we can get a perfect newt score. Five stars only. Period. <laughs> don't forget to follow us on Twitter at HPAnxious, Instagram at HPAnxious, and YouTube at the Ampliverse. You can also connect to us on our Discord server. Check the link in the show notes. We are hosted on Anchor, so thank you to them and are a proud member of the Ampliverse. Check them out at theampliverse.com. Thank you, Allie, and thank you, Ari. Thank you. My my knee cramped up. It's really it hurts really bad right now. And as always, Knox. Discovering voices, building worlds, the Ampliverse.